What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 92.2. And we're continuing our playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And Anthony. <coughs> Hello. He's got that just corona. Date, just date this, date this show entirely, so it's hard to go back to. Has anybody made the 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 joke my corona? I'm not yeah. sure I've seen that. Yeah. My father has. Okay, well there you go. I sh I showed the 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 picture in the in our daily email chain of a guy saying I'll take a corona hold the virus and it has that picture of that guy making the dumb face like you're laughing. At <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but anyway, so yeah, um, coronavirus is taking over the world. So uh, we're playing Horizon Zero Dawn. And if we get self-quarantined, we'll have a lot more time to play. Exactly. Yeah. I can't work from home unlike everybody else in America, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. However, I'm pretty sure I get unemployment insurance if uh, I come down with it. So cool. Yeah, I think I'd just like uh, get your butt to work, but that don't something's happening in the hallway. Anyway, he's inside the house. It's it. I think it is inside the house. That's my wife doing something. Anyway, uh, yeah. So last we left off, I had done nothing in this game apparently, and. <laughs> I made it to the Meridian, which is the, the Sun City. And, uh, man, a lot of stuff happening here. Um, there's a few things. So we run back into Erend, which I like to call Seamus. But, um, we run back into him. And, uh, unfortunately, his sister has been killed. She was apparently uh, ambushed by the Shadow Karja, Karja, Shadow Karja, Karja, which is for anyone maybe who was like not fully paying attention, didn't play this game for some reason. The Karja are the tribe or group of people that live in the Sun City Meridian. The Shadow Karja are the ones that were. Sort of that sort of left the main Karja when the su first Sun King or the previous Sun King was murdered by his son, who is now the current Sun King. So they are st they still consider themselves Karja, but they're living in the shadows because they are like still based in the old ways. Exactly. So um, there's basically from here there are two kind of mainline story quests that we can do. Is the, is the Aaron story quest, quest, quest required to beat this game? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. They call it a main quest. Yeah. So it's called I a main quest. It, it, it definitely is. is. It definitely is because the, um, final sequence of this game relies heavily on Meridian. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, 
I I decided to just mainline Aaron's stuff um, because it seemed. All right, we're going by a fact, and it seemed like by the fact that this quest line kind of ended eventually, and then you go off onto another path with uh, seeking Olin and and trying to figure out, you know. The, the backstory of the people who kind of uh, attack the proving and stuff like that. So I wanted to just go ahead and get the air and stuff out of the way. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't realize this was going to be the boring part of this game. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of a weird part. It's It's boring, but it has, like for me, it kept having flashes of decent in it and i was like all right this this is where this game clearly doesn't stack up against the witcher yeah because this is trying to build up a side character trying to build up this i I have to call the side quest even though it's a main quest right there's a couple of parts here where you're as close as you really get to doing like character missions well, I think the issue is that it feels like a side quest because it has nothing to do with the main storyline until the very end. Like, there's no... The only motivation for Aloy to help is strictly a relationship-based one, which hasn't been built up by the player at all. It just, just kind of forces you, like, oh, you're going to help him because we want you to help him in in say The Witcher that would have been optional or in Mass Effect even that would have been optional based on your choices so it, it's a very jarring set of and it, like um, I think my biggest issue with that plot line not only because I don't think it stands um, up as well against the other main plot line or main quest line I should say is that it is based in the fantasy aspects of this. Like, this game has two sort of tones. It has this fantasy um, medieval sort of vibe to it. And then it has its hard science fiction side. And it's hard to be as interesting when you are doing fantasy without, you know, magic and other races it's just people well like there's a reason why D has different races and like lord of the rings is the one that inspired D, of course and like it's because everybody has their own part to play and when it's just people it doesn't like the only thing that makes aoa special really in this plot line is her focus yeah that's i think that that's the thing is like it the the fantasy portion of this game, which is you know about the Sun King and you know his followers and all these different tribes and stuff like that, would be interesting if there was any type of mystery involved. The mystery happens because we want to find out what happened in the past that make people like like this essentially. So yeah. there is no mystery to solve. It's just a day in the life of these people essentially, and it's just I- kind of boring. I agree with you. Now, I have a question that I just thought of. Did either of you think 
Matt, I realize you played this before, um, but did either of you think that the Sun King or Aaron were going to betray you? Uh, did, did, ne- did neither of them rub you the wrong way at points? Because I definitely thought the Sun King was going to be bad. Yeah, I, I, I felt that the Sun King felt seemed a little schemy. Yeah, I, I don't think I got that from Aaron, and I actually rather like his character in the end. Uh, but yeah, the Sun King, there just isn't enough there, and a lot of that backstory is is buried a bit, like him and you know how he came to power and the relationship between the Sun Karja and the Shadow Karja. That's all there. It's all in the game. But it's it's almost like they know it's not super important because a lot I, of it is buried. I should clarify. I only thought that uh, with Aaron, it changed around the time his sister yeah dies. That's when I was like, like when you meet him in the city and he helps you track down um, uh, Olin. At first, I'm like, okay, this guy's clearly a good guy. I assumed he was being used by the the, the Sun King. Then I did like a mission or two for the Sun King, where I talked to him a couple times, and I was like, "Oh, this is not going to go the way I thought at all." That he's just a nice guy. So I was like, "All right." Yeah, there's there's not much not much character development here. Um, the the especially with the Sun King, because yeah. you know. For somebody who's supposed to be the most important, probably one of the most important people in this universe, you know, he runs the, probably the largest city and largest civilization in this area. I feel like they, like, I didn't even know that he was romantically involved with Aaron's sister until the very end of it. Yeah, you're supposed, well, that's just it, right? Like, it's sort of, slowly unravels itself to reveal that. I, I was like, alright. I, I mean, it wasn't necessary for me to go searching for her, because that wasn't the main point. But it, it explained why he had some investment in it, because otherwise it was like, I'm just going to go help Aaron. Yeah. Clearly he's a good guy, and then the, the Sun King's like, yes, do it. And I was like, this guy obviously had a thing for her, right? And then it's like, yep. And I'm like, alright, well, sure. It yeah. doesn't play out at all, so... Yeah, um, some mild interest that, you know, he t- starts to see Aloy in that role a bit. Yes. And she's kind of like... He likes his women. No thanks. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I was interested in the... Um, uh, and Drew, you haven't reached it yet, but there is a, point, a part... Uh, give me a second here. A part where you will see inside the Shadow Karja's kingdom. And... That point, it never says it outright, but it implies... Well, it does, but it implies something as well that's kind of interesting. And it just kind of shows you how this... um, How this system of, I I, I don't know, uh, monarchy slash politics, because it's kind of odd, uh, is running the two different Karja sects. So, I am on my way to that place, I believe. Okay, that's where that game starts to just kind of funnel you into the next part. I feel like this game, that entire st- like storyline leading up to that, it's funneling me. 
and I'm oh no, it'll, he'll say if you're going to that part, he, eventually you he will hear the words. If you have anything to do, go yep. do it now. Okay, and that's when shit starts to hit the fan big time. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't travel around the map after that mission, but it it does severely limit your options. Gotcha. And also, it it's like one big ending. So I mean, I to me, it's really fun to try and play that whole section from that point, like through the rest of the game. If you can do that all in one sitting, it's pretty amazing. I doubt I'll be able to do that, but yeah. Um. So, uh, what? Let's let's talk about doing Aaron stuff because we have to we have to get through it. So. Aaron's under the impression that his sister was killed by the Shadow Karja. Um, so he wants us to basically help him investigate to see who did it so we can track them down. We have our focus. He says, use your little focus. It shows stuff that we can't see. So travel all the way to where her, I guess she was ambushed by a bunch of guys. And um, we see that uh whoever's body that is uh was beaten in a certain way to make it look like you wouldn't be able to tell who it was so they beat the face in so badly that you wouldn't be able to tell which makes her think Aloy think that hey this probably isn't your sister that you guys are burying uh maybe go back and check to see who that really is. Yeah, see if you can find any identifying marks. Yeah. And uh, he remembers that there was a scar that he gave her when they were kids. It's not there. So now he has this big idea that she's not really dead. She's somewhere else. They've captured her. So uh, we have to hopefully locate her. And we use the little tracking system to figure out that they potentially have moved her to another location. Uh, Tons of more traveling. Uh, Eventually, we make it to where they're holding her. Uh, And it's guarded by, man, a lot of people, as well as they are trying to... I, I guess they're trying to train some of the machines, so they got them strapped down. I found this to be... No, very... he tinkers. He tinkers with them. That's right. So, it, I mean, it's explained in the last moment uh, of this part, but this is, shows you that he is testing stuff on them. Yeah, that's right. And this 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 entire light little section here. So, while we have boss fights in the game, they're not predominant. The boss fights, I feel like, in this game are the... Here's a large area with a bunch of guys. Try and beat it. You know. Oh, you're going to hate the last portion of this game. Well, I, yeah, there, there are a couple real boss fights. Yeah. I mean, there's a boss fight at the end of this quest line. But um, it's basically like taking on a Far Cry like camp. Yeah. It feels like. Um, And originally I was like, all right, well, they got these things tied up. Why don't I release them and let them just attack them? Apparently that doesn't work because I don't know why. It seems like the monsters that I unleash just either come Sometimes after me it does, or just hang Sometimes around. it doesn't. 
Yeah. Because if you do damage to them, they aggro on you. Yeah. Or if you've done all the cauldrons and you can override them, they're fully your beasts. I've only done one cauldron. I don't think you can override them while they're chained. No, but you can as soon as you unchain them. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to stand around and do that. Have it try to unchain it and then have it turn around and maul my face as I'm trying to override it. Yeah, basically, I think in this part I had a... I, I, I tried to I approach most of them, like, unchain them, knock them, because you can't, like, as soon as you hit them, you can't just override them. But if you knock them over and they get dizzy, then you can override them. Yeah. So the thought was do that, but don't do so much damage to them that they're worthless as a ally. Yeah. I've got the, uh, I've upgraded Aloy to, to the point where a hard attack will knock down, pretty much guarantee a knockdown on a smaller, medium-sized monster. Yep. Um, in fact, that's all the points I've been putting into is either silently killing something, including leaders now, or trying to knock things over. Because I have found that things that are chasing you and you're trying to slowly back away while shooting it with a bow and arrow is not fun. <laughs> and when stuff like that happens, I just pull out my my spear and just start swinging. I've I've I've, I've liberated many a bandit camp by just pissing everybody off in the camp and having them chase after me, and then just slowly whittling them down by slashing at them. I'm playing this game completely wrong. You need the um. Oh shit! Oh fuck! I don't remember what it's called. The power armor? No, well, yes, but you won't be able to get that till like the, close to the very end of the game, which I suggest you do. I've gotten um, three power cores. Cool. Uh, um, getting close. No, it's the um, thing that shoots out the spikes. God damn it. Uh, oh, rattler. The rattler, yeah. Rattler, yeah. I suggest you have that, because when you're backing up and just... Especially if you can get the shadow rattler... That shoots ice spikes. That kicks ass. Okay. I may end up doing that then. I haven't tried the Rattler yet. Yeah, I haven't ever really used the Rattler either. But, yeah. So, uh, they're... The, these, this group of Shadow Cars, you guys, are using a special type of technology that uses sound waves to disorient people as well as knock them back. Aloy is able to get these earpieces off of a leader that will allow her to go bypass that. And um, she finds Aaron's sister in a prison underground. She's still alive, but, well, not for long. Uh, Aaron Which she, I couldn't help but roll my eyes at. Yeah. I survived like, all this time, and then as soon as she's rescued, she dies of nothing happening to her. <laughs> I, I I did as well. But, uh, yeah. Um, she, she dies in Aaron's arms. Uh, Aaron is very upset about it. But we do have a lead. We know who is behind all of this. The Tinkerer himself. How do you pronounce his name? 
Nope, nobody knows. You're giving me too much credit if you think I remember his name. Ugh. Um, did it start with a D? Damn it! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yes. <laughs> Snap my fingers and point towards you with finger guns. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll just call him the Tinkerer because I can't remember. Uh, he has uh, looking through his notes and things like that. We we realize that he is obviously trying to get his revenge on the Sun King. So we go back to Meridian. Uh, when we get back there, um, we Derval. Derval, thank you. Um, we decide to check out his place to see if we could possibly figure out more. So he had a, an apartment, I guess, at Meridian. Yeah. Uh, when we bust in there, we see that there is a bomb. <laughs> uh, and um, it, it's... I guess remotely detonated, but we get to we get to sabotage it by pushing it out of a window. Yeah, I think they've like loaded all these things. They they, they call it a warehouse, but yeah, it, it kind of felt as much like his apartment as anything else. Yeah. Um. So we we push the a lot of the explosives out of a window, and basically separate it from the detonation. Uh. And in doing so, kind of foil his plan of basically firebombing the entire city. Um, in that process, uh, we spot him as he is crossing an under, under, like crossing under a bridge. So I have a fun story here. All right, let's hear it. I discovered this before <laughs> and knew what was going to so I didn't know this mission was going to happen I just knew at some point and I figured towards the end of the game you'd have to storm the castle basically and the reason being is that I went around where the Sun King was and went into that little water pool and then went and was like oh okay this path leads here, but why would it lead here with no reason? <laughs> and then, using the somewhat janky physics, I'm going to just say, I managed to jump up a level onto the upper portion of it. Because it's kind of like, they did it so you couldn't walk down to the end. However, when you're standing inside the, like, the water channel there, the sides of the channel actually have like a physical portion to them that... Uh, it actually elevates Aloy a little bit. So I used that and jumped up the level and ran across and then got to the end and there's always that opening in the side of it where they enter. And I was like, well, clearly this is going to be used for, for a mission. And then like maybe like an hour or two more into gameplay, I was like, well, there we go. Yeah, it's too designed to be random. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of... Uh, all they had to do was have something that they removed during that mission, like a panel or something, and I wouldn't have known. But, yeah. Well, it's neat that it's there. It makes it feel more organic, I guess. 
Maybe not. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah, so we we give chase to Duvall, and um, man, this part uh, we have a boss fight with him. He has one of those sound wave guns that knocks you back. That wasn't the issue. The issue was I died like five times here because he would sound wave me back and I would randomly get shot in the freaking head from a guy behind me. Mm. And it was almost like an instant kill. And I'm like, what is going on? So I finally decided to start this fight over again. Immediately run away from him. Don't even worry about him. And then go take out his little minions that are shooting arrows at me. I did that, and I shot him with three slinger ice balls, and then put up a trip wire with an explosive, and that fight was over. <laughs> In fact, it was it was so jarring because. As soon as he tripped the like the the trip wire for the explosion, you don't even see the explosion. It immediately cuts to him falling down, <laughs> and I'm just like, that's so awkward. Yeah, they, and, so they skipped it and just went straight to the he's been taken down cutscene. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, then he calls upon his little his bird friends. Yep, and. Um, those. This is why he had the animals. Yeah. So he could control them and bring them. Um, I didn't find these guys too difficult. You hit them with a fire arrow once, they seem to fall down, and then I could just run up to them and stab them. Oh, yeah, so you see, get them you, right in you, the chest, especially. Yeah, as I say, you shoot them with the chest with the um, uh, the round, that like the piercing round. Yeah. It'll drop them and they die as they hit the ground, usually. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he, he brought up a lot of them, though. It was like, started off with three, then he had more on the way, and then I think it was a couple more, and I was like, God, this never ends. And then finally we, we, we beat him. He has, uh, one last trick up his sleeve. He pulls out a bomb himself. But, uh, nope. Doesn't work. Because we disabled all his crap. So. Foiled. Yep. Did you go and visit him in the prison after this? I was trying to find him, but I accidentally talked to Aaron instead, and it took away that option. Uh, I went, so I went and talked to him. That might be some of the funniest shit, because he just keeps talking shit to you, and eventually he's just like, well, just go away. <laughs> Ah, you little bitch! <laughs> yep. So he's uh, he's off to prison. Aaron spares him. I'm gonna have I have some bad news. Spoiler: he doesn't come back. So it feels like this was for nothing. Like if he escaped and you killed him in the final battle, sort of thing, you'd be like, oh, okay. But like, this is the last you see of him. This is why. So, it's a wet fart of an ending. So this this is the reason why I ask if this is all even has to do, like you have to do it to finish the story, because it feels like this ends right here. 
Yep. So where's the cutoff? If I were to decide to not do any of this stuff and just do the Lance Reddick stuff, where does it say, okay, you have to stop. You can't go any farther until you do Aaron stuff. So, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, um, so the thing is, is that the end of the game, spoilers, um, it's there's a big battle where you need Aaron's assistance. It probably. And just I don't pops know how they're. Yeah, probably. We need. But like you, yeah. you, you, you basically you all surround Meridian, and it's a big fight. Okay. Um, so it kind of needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. It's just kind of like a, yep. I don't know what else there is to say about it. That's kind of it. So I'm going to bring it up now because I want to, there's a specific part in this game, but it's only happened a few times and I have to talk about it. There, this, it's, it's decent. This game is decently voice acted, but there are a few lines here and there, just a few that just sound very hokey. Um, there's one in one of the holograms that I just went, mm. I just went, what? Why would you say it like that? You know, it's, it, it, what um, was the hologram you're listening to? It was, uh, with the general talking about zero dawn. Um, he was saying something like, well, don't worry about that. We have the top secret military. And I'm just like, top secret military That's stuff? That's explained later on. But why would, yeah, but why would he say it like that? Oh, he's lying. Oh, well. We have the top They're secret spoiler. military stuff. He, he, yeah, there's a, there's a piece later on uh, where he goes into detail about how he was lying about it all. Okay. So before we get, and I, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say, but it's 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 a, it's a very rough moment when you hear those words out of that character's mouth. Okay, you're like, oh shit. So it's. So I, have, I understand your point. I think that the there's a moment later on that I I was like hoping that you weren't listening to that audio log because. That audio log is one of my favorite parts of this game, where it sounds a little jarring, and then you find out why. I don't okay. remember what portion it's in. Um, you've been to Maker's End now, right? Uh, yeah, I've been to Maker's End. Is there a portion where you listen to a piece where a guy was saying, like, thank you for the message to his wife? Yes. Did you find all of them? I don't know if I found them all. Okay, but you know what happened there? Did uh, it cut apart? You can find the, the pure audio that he sent, but I'm assuming he died. And to keep people fighting, um, he, the, the I don't know if we want to call it the government or whatever, but they yeah. were cutting apart audio and sending it back to the families as much yeah, yeah. as they had to keep people invested in the war so they could stall for Zero Dawn to take place. Huh. 
That's yeah. what I'm and saying. It, like, they comment on the, it a little bit, too. You did the worst part of this game, because, uh, I, and I know you don't have a lot of time, Drew, but at the same time, I'd rather skip a week and have you really take in everything inside the Zero Dawn facilities, because they are some of the most unique concepts. Like, it's, it's kind of Terminator-esque, except that it is... It, the way they handle it is is such a unique scenario. Um, instead of so much fighting against the machines, they're going to let the machines die out. Right. Um, so, so have you been to... Um, no. I, I've, I've been I, you to, haven't been there yet. I I've know been where to you, the grave place. Grave Horde. Yeah, Grave yeah. Horde. And that's uh, where you find out at the top of that. That's where you find out that uh, Zero Dawn is going to be taking place. Well, yeah, I find out. I don't know what Zero Dawn is yet, but I have found out that they came up with this thing called Zero Dawn. And now they're passing it along to the the military. I just couldn't believe the idea behind the robots that not only are they self-replicating, they can pull apart matter yep. to make it into... What do they call it? Biomass conversion? Biomass conversion. Yeah. So it, it explains why even the robots eat Yeah. in this game. So this that, that that's... This next part is where it actually gets interesting. You are you're about to hit the the biggest point in that game, but I'm going to tell you right now you're going to want to buy the rattler before you do it. Okay. okay. Uh only because you are going to come up on a boss fight that if you don't have the rattler and you don't have um the tie down thing. I got the tie down thing. Yeah, you're going to have a rough time. The rope caster, yeah, you're going to have a rough time. Okay. Well, Now I'm curious. I'm not sure which one you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the the uh, the Coliseum fight? Yep. yep. Uh, only because of Drew's been relying on traps and stuff, and I don't know if he'll have the time to... Like, do... Maybe, maybe it's just me, but, like, don't enemies avoid your traps? When they they know they're there, I feel like they do. Humans don't as much, but but I find that the robots do. They will purposely go around them. Yeah. You need to kind of like wait till they're attacking, dive through, and so while they're kind of like tracking you, they hit it. So, yeah, I've got a rope caster. It actually came with um, before I made it to Maker's End. Oh, Lance Riddick left me a little box that had one in it. So who are we talking about when we say Lance Riddick? Well, that's the, the actor. Um, uh, so when we decide to... You might know him from Fringe. Fringe. Lost. Or if you're one of the two people that played Quantum Break, which is me and Drew. Yep. Quantum Break. Where he plays a very similar character because he's very typecasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, he's he's always kind of the the very shadowy type character. He's he's got one of the best. Um. Oh God, what's oh no, no, we're doing this. The Adult Swim like interview show. Oh, Eric uh, Andre. Eric Andre. He's got one of the best Eric Andre bits. 
comes out naked wearing a Georgie LaForge visor yelling about why he doesn't have an Oscar or something like that. But before then it uh he he slams his fist on Eric Andre's desk as if he's pissed off at this interview. And it, Eric looks legit like he he's like oh I went too far. <laughs> it's it, so 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 from from hearing in there he did an interview on it and uh they kind of fill you in on what's going to happen, but it's very vague. Yeah. But then they asked him to do the, the thing afterwards, of course. But it's it's just, it was, I think that probably was a very sort of realistic response from him. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, man. Anyways, he's he's fantastic in, like, everything he's in. and uh, But, yeah, he's playing the same sort of mysterious character here. Yeah. He's, he's playing, he's playing, uh, um... Oh man, Gray Fox from Metal Gear. Yep. Uh, your number one fan. Um, so uh, we decide finally to go look for Olin, uh, and um, kind of find out uh, the it, is it a offshoot of the Shadow Karja, or are these compl- is this a completely different? tribe altogether it's a, it's a offshoot of an offshoot okay so, yes all right so um this cult uh the eclipse uh is um following the voice of a being they call hades um and they basically worship hades whatever this thing is um, and it talks to them via a focus. So all these guys have focuses on, and, uh, they, uh, kind of worship this guy. Um, in doing so, they are trying to harness the machines, uh, and they are kind of the ones that are trying to corrupt the machines. Yeah, presumably for, like, master control. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Olin uh, is, ca- I wouldn't even say captured. I guess he went to meet with them, and they're kind of interrogating him on what went wrong during the Proving, because the whole point of them attacking the Proving was to kill Aloy, and, well, that didn't happen. So we uh, kind of ambushed that whole th- meeting there, and Olin is left there. We all know Olin had to do this because um, his wife and child were kidnapped by them and are being held hostage. And yeah, so this is basically the other character where they try to give him a bit of backstory, right? Like, at first, you like him because he's the only other person with a focus. You know, then he... You know he's the one that betrayed you, so he's the bad guy. And then now you get your your justification for why he did it. So it's you know it's a little back and forth on him, and it's not terribly deep. But you know I thought for for what it was, it was done well enough. They actually give you a choice here on sparing him or not. Yeah, I think both times now I've spared him. Okay, um, this time this this is the only time I've ever had the choice, but. I did spare him. 
If you choose the 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 brain, no, no, no. He's talking about both his playthroughs. Oh, both his playthroughs. Sorry. Um, if you choose the brain option, it says this is just a hard thing to to figure out, and you then you have to either choose the fist or the heart. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you choose. Uh, so I let him go. I spared him. Anybody else? Nobody else killed him. No, I spared him. Okay. My so here's here's the thing. So you make more choices throughout the game, and I felt like I started off really good, and the further and further I got in, I was like, "Fuck everybody!" It's <laughs> <laughs> just in my way. Um, there's a there's two key moments later on where I was like, "Fuck you!" Uh, this. My goddamn birthright. Like, I was like a drunk bitch trying to... <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Yeah. So, uh, but during this part portion... Uh, I, I don't have a mother. A, myst- <laughs> a mysterious uh, voice that sounds an awful lot like Lance Reddick uh, disables... All the uh, focuses in the area, except for Aloy's, and basically is trying to coach her on what to do. Uh, so uh, we get some more information from Olin. I, I guess th- do we is a side quest to go save his family. I think so because I have yet to go do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, uh, I spare him, uh, and he gives us some more information saying that they've got a base set up at Maker's End. Uh, so that's the next place that we travel. And let me tell you, getting to Maker's End takes a while. Because <laughs> uh, I walked the entire way. Yeah, I find myself in this game, walking quite a lot to get I want to call them reagents, but components. You know, there's so many things I need in this game, and even like, mostly it ends up being blaze. For some reason, I'm always out of blaze because of the number of fire arrows I use, I guess. Oh, I was going to say, mine was always I, I would run out of uh, wire. Wire. That's mine, too. Wire, uh, and I <laughs> ran out of the fucking pieces of twig. At one point, and had to, it was like inside a cauldron, and I went, "Guess I'm attacking everything with my fucking spear." <laughs> Ran on like a madman, knocking everything over. Uh, I have got like a thousand wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I never ran out again. But um, yeah, that uh, fatty meat. I never had enough fatty meat to make health potions with. I didn't know you can make health potions. Yep, you can buy them. You can make them. Jeez. And you can just use the medicinal plants. Yeah, see, I've just been using Uh, medicinal plants. Yeah, you find out quickly when you go into crafting, you can make the health potions because I was close to dying and never died again, I don't think, other than, like, a few cheap shots. Well, this is going to change my game significantly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there's two levels of health potions, small and large. Yeah, I knew that one. Uh, yeah. There's a full restore, and then there's a small health potion yeah. kind of thing. Um, that's yeah. that's great. That's great information to have. Thank you. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, I also the other one I really like is like the overshield. It's like the yellow bottle. 
Oh, I thought that was just a like a lightning. Gives you, gives you temp health. Oh. Yeah, it gives you it temp slowly health. ticks down, but it takes from that before it takes from your normal health. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't used any of those other ones because I was. Wouldn't thinking... it be helpful if it to- this game told, told you this you type this? of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Except for whenever you go to your I inventory mean, and highlight. Yeah, but but the menu is pretty easy in this game. But it. But here's the thing. The crafting is the main issue I have. The the, the potions, whatever. The, the potions are one that you probably should have stumbled upon. But, like, the crafting in this game, you don't need to ever really craft anything from the menu. You craft generally from the wheel, right? That's what I do, yeah. So, if you're not going into the crafting menu into the potion section, which, again, why would you? Because, you, again, you craft most stuff from the wheel and then you put the modifications on your clothing. You, you won't stumble upon that naturally. And it was just one of those things where it's like, even if they had it in one of the loading menus, but I never saw anything like that. So, Yeah, that's why I didn't know I could craft potions. Thought I just had to find them on dead people. Yeah, you don't actually find that many on people. I find a decent. Oh, I auto. started. Yeah, I was gonna say I started hitting a point where I had to turn them down. And be like, all right, well, goodbye health potion. I hope I don't need you later. Yeah, I feel like on new game plus and hard. I I hit hard so I can kill people easy, but I also get hit hard. So I I I'm all, I'm always out of health potions in this game. I use them extensively. Dang. But uh, yeah. Make it to Maker's End. And this is basically, I would guess, uh, Pharaoh. Pharaoh, is that the name of the company? Yeah, F-A-R-O. Yeah. Uh, This is their headquarters, I would assume. And, um, yeah, the the Eclipse have a base there. But... um, it wasn't that big. It seemed like I only killed like a few guys, and the rest of it was me just climbing up this tower. Yeah, right. yeah. I ran my way through it. You can I do that sprinted too. Sprinted through. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, climbing this tower, you learn a few things, uh, particularly what we think is Aloy's mother is um, one of the head lead people for Pharaoh. Uh, there's a guy right above her, kind of like the CEO of the company. And they are a robotics company. They don't necessarily see eye to eye. No. So it seems to me... I didn't take it as she worked for the company. Yeah, I don't think she does. She, no. she was brought in because she know um, the, the owner, founder, whatever, the company president... Uh, Ted Farrow, he calls her because he's fucked up, and he knows she's smarter than him. Gotcha. I, f- I, 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 I saw her as... everything that she says, so... Yeah, see, I saw her as kind of like a QA or something. <laughs> but, um... We, uh, we see that they originally started developing um, robotics for, I guess, how they always start out being helpful with engineering and maybe day-to-day routine chores stuff. Yeah. 
And then they finally decided to make stuff for the military. Um, and Which is what pushed her out. So apparently she used to work at Pharaoh. Okay. And then didn't like the way that things were going, quit, and then gets pulled back in. Gotcha. Uh, and um, there... So it all culminates to the boardroom, which is kind of the top part of this tower. Um, and the boardroom is still sitting there, but obviously it was made of glass and, well, that's broken over the years. And um, we are able to tap into some of the information logs there. And we can see through it via holograms a few key discussions. And what seems to me, and what it seems like happened, was that Pharaoh started making weaponized robotics, and there was some type of glitch in the programming. No, no, they're peacekeeper robots with Hellfire missiles that shoot out of sight. <laughs> but they are peacekeepers! Yeah. Ugh. And so uh, the glitch then, um, well... It makes them, I guess, not listen to humans. <laughs> Just like every other robotic apocalypse. They become yep. self-aware and do whatever they want. And then on top of that, they are uh, self-replicating. So there are these, with the, what we call cauldrons. Um, they can create themselves. And they also use biomass for fuel, which means anything living, including human beings. So we are essentially food to them. By our own design. Yes. And because of somebody put a one where a zero was supposed to be, now they can do whatever they want. There's a glitch. And, uh, yeah, she, um, what, what, what is her name again? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Sobek. Uh, yeah. Sobek. Elizabeth Sobek. I thought it was Elizabeth for the longest time, and then all of a sudden I started reading it, and I was like, that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, she comes up with this idea, this is in Maker's End still, but... She comes up with an idea called Zero Dawn, and that's that's the last we hear of it until the next mission. It's kind of like, oh, what is this Zero Dawn thing? Now I, I always wondered why they called it Horizon Zero Dawn. That sounds like a really bad name. Apparently, yep. it, it actually has something to do with the story. Um, and so we talked to Lance Riddick. He listens to it all. And he, we get a little bit more information out of him. I ask him every question because I'm like, all right, well, this is actually stuff that's meaningful. So uh, he like, who are you? And he's like, I am just a guy who studies this stuff. I've kind of a lone wanderer kind of thing. I don't believe him. I think he's a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just go ahead and just say it out there. I think he's a bad guy. Also, after this next mission, I'm going to go ahead and get into my theory with this game. I could be wrong. You both know the ending. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like Zero Dawn, like she keeps saying it, and for some reason I get it in my mind that Aloy keeps saying that that Elizabeth was able to stop the robots. I'm going to figure. I, I my theory is is that she's got it wrong, and we're going to find out they didn't stop the robots, and all of humanity was wiped out, and the Earth Mother or whatever it is was creating clones so that we could rebuild. Everybody on this. Do you planet. want a response to this or? No, no, I don't want a response. Okay. This is just my right. theory. I just wasn't sure because it was like I, it was like a weird, awkward silence after. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm just throwing out a theory. I mean, I, you're I, not far away. <laughs> far away. Okay. Um, it, it, the reality is when you make a quick, like when you guess like that, because I'm very much the same way. I'm thinking ahead. Um, you're a little bit off. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, <sighs> Which is kind of weird the way this game handles its story because it it's not trying to necessarily hide it's it. Not, it's, it's not setting itself... Yeah, it doesn't, it's not trying to hide it and it's not trying to set itself up on one big reveal or one big twist. It's more just the details... That yeah, it's 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 the way it unfolds that's the interesting part. Not there is there are there is, I'd say three twists in this game. Um, you have come to none of them, okay. Drew. Okay. Uh, you are about to come to the first portion of one. Okay. In the in the next mission, but you are. Uh, there, there is, there is some interesting thing, like interesting info on how this goes down. Okay. Um, but you are, you're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you. When I spoiled this game for myself like two years ago, I definitely got somebody's weird interpretation of this that was not correct. <laughs> so I was like, okay, they were close. But also not really. So like, they were further away than what you are. True. So my my theory is, not only is Aloy a clone, I I feel like everybody was a clone at one point, and then they propagated, and now you know like even the old people came from clones years and years ago. Aloy for some reason was the last clone to be spit out of Earth Mother or whatever. That's my theory. Because he's like, oh, she she didn't come Girl, from a woman. I'm just going to tell you straight up, that's 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 not correct. That's incorrect? That is incorrect. Not a bad idea. Because trust me, I was thinking the same thing at one point during this game. But that is not the case. Okay. That is, that is, that is a logical jump using yep. the information, though. Um... If it is the case, it, let me put it this way, Drew. If it is the case, that is never specifically said. Okay. But I also, knowing the other information that they say, implies that it's probably not at all the case. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Okay. It, um, it's, it's not like it's impossible, but it, it's not what's what you're guided. It's not the conclusion you're kind of guided to. Well, yeah. Um, do you know of the seed vault, Drew, in real life? The seed vault? Yes. No. 
So the seed vault... Uh, Where's that? Like in Norway or something? Yes, I believe so. They basically have a seed of... They have a bunch of seeds of, like, every plant. It's yep. it's it's lodged underground. It is basically if... If shit goes down, they have these seeds that they can plant to regrow. Right. Um, they are not clones of... Uh, the plants, right? Like that, the the clone would be a a like you cut you kept somehow like a stem of a plant alive, um, that you've cut so the plant regrew and then you have basically a genetic copy of that. Um, this is more akin to the real life seed vault, which is far more interesting than I'm making it sound to be right now. <laughs> but because there was like there's like severe problems with it because of the ice caps melting and stuff right now but um there's uh it's 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 similar to that concept again you're not you're not off but that's how they imply it okay all right but there's still i i think and the only reason why i don't feel bad about like saying that is because you're so sort of on the right path for it i can can put two on top of two here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it's more of it's more of like it's more of like I don't feel bad about saying that because like you're so on like you're so correct. There's like a few little things missing, but you'll you'll get those. So I don't feel bad about kind of confirming your suspicions. I really hope um, this doesn't turn into Fallout, <laughs> which I n- which I uh, fear is what well, it may turn into. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure what you mean by that bad stuff's happening above ground so we're going to make a bunch of vaults and have everybody stay in there for years and years and years and then eventually come back out and repopulate the earth it's definitely not that okay um well we'll, we'll get into it i still, but it's, I still but got it's, some but game anyways, to play there's 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 some interesting i think the more interesting portions cuz that still doesn't it still doesn't explain the outside. So you you've got the inside of what like correct, but can you explain why things are now? Like why are they all like animals? I don't know if they ever really addressed that. Did they, Matt? I don't remember that. Wait, why? Why what? Why the fucking robots are animals? Uh, well, they didn't address it specifically, but they do give you how it happens. Right. Okay. So, so it's, it's, um, it's more of like that portion of the game that you're still going to have to get answers to. Gotcha. Because those two pieces don't go together. Right. So. So let's talk about the, the last mission I did. Which was going to what was it called again? The grave, grave horde, grave horde. Um, which is basically a military compound. Was it Maker's Ed? Did you get the power cell all the way at the top? I, I had to go back and get it because I didn't realize a power uh, cell was at the top of this stinking thing. Like all the way at the top. <laughs> all the way at the top. I had to climb that thing again while it was completely <laughs> empty. But uh, I did get the power cell here at Grave Horde. Um, this is the easy, almost unmissable one, right? It's right there in front of you, in front of a door. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got that one. I was like, oh, okay, well, I know what these are used for, so why don't I try to get them all? But, um, so yeah, 
uh, got uh, went to Grave Horde, which was basically what we heard in the in the um, in the the hologram was that they were moving everything to a military base in Utah. I think is yep. what they said. Rather than Maker's End, which was the corporate headquarters. Yeah, which I guess is where Colorado. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so I don't think I mentioned it. Did I mention my my theory of why they were called Braves last time? No. I had to look it up because I was wrong. I so I had so. a I had this weird and and this was kind of me going in in hindsight. I kind of wish they had done it, but um, I had it wrong. I thought because it, it's the Atlanta Braves, mm-hmm. but I was like, is it the Colorado Braves? No, it's the because Rockies. I was thinking it's the Rockies. Yeah. I thought that would have been an interesting concept of having a tribe named after the sports team and not knowing it. <laughs> that would have been really cool if they'd have done something like that. Keep, yeah. keep these old weird relics from the past. But they have no idea what they mean. Yeah. Because, like, the stadium still exists, you know, sort of, That's, partially. That was a football stadium, though. Oh, uh, well, fucking, I don't know. What they could have had a tribe called the Broncos. Of... <laughs> well, you know, but that, like, that, but that, that's honestly always, like, my thought. Like, there's there's parts of this world that still exist, so what information would they have gathered? And Yeah, there's little bits and bobs, like there's keys and cups, and there's a, there are some relics from the old time. Yeah. But there's... nothing as, as iconic as, like, a sports team. Yeah. there There is, well, going back to Fallout, in Fallout 4. Uh, that is, is true. There's a city based in the Red Sox, yeah, Red Sox uh, Stadium. So, um, but yeah, Um, we go to uh, the next place, the military base, uh, which is um, located in the side of a mountain. Seems like it's in a mountain somewhere. Yeah. Um, Some more of the Eclipse are there. Uh, this is where they also housed one of the 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 big monsters, the the octopus-looking things. I love the way that looks when you're walking up to it on the outside yeah. of the mountain, and then like going down it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so making it there. We have to fight a few of those guys. Not much. Once again, it's a lot like Maker's End, where there's yep. not a lot of enemies in the outside. There's some on the inside, though. Yeah, it's it's interesting how they in in basically the whole back end of this game how they balance like the story missions with the fights, because up until this part, even through like Meridian, it's it's more open world. Oh yeah, definitely. And here, you know, here they certainly funnel you more and. They, they they both funnel you, and a lot of parts, there just aren't enemies for long stretches of time. Yeah. Since finishing Maker's End, this game feels like it's now no longer an open-world game. You need to just go here and do this. So, Matt, I have a question to ask you, because this is now the part where we're right on the precipice of it, literally, I suppose. Did you try going up to uh, the Frozen Wilds? At this point, I hadn't, no. So I tried. I was like, ah, you know, let me 
coin. I see it there, yeah. I see it hanging out yeah. on my mind. And I'm like, all right. I start moving up, and uh, Silence, the name of uh, Lance Reddick's character, goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, she's like, fuck you, bitch. And then kept, I kept climbing, and she's like, yeah. She's like, you know, you kind of look like one of the people that live out here. Wouldn't it be weird if I went and go and asked them about you? You just don't want me to dive into your past. I was like, this is audio I wasn't expecting. Yep, all that happens also well, like after you finish the game. Oh, okay. And, and then go up to the Frozen Yeah, because world. they restart you before the ending of the game. But okay, that's yeah. interesting. All right, yeah, so cool. a- any of this stuff is, is applicable. So... Can you access the Frozen Wilds without finishing the game, or no? You totally could, but okay. I yep. wouldn't. Okay, gotcha. I, I they, up, they give you a bit of a gap. Like, you have to be committed to going there, because when you leave kind of the normal map, there is kind of a long walk to get to the Frozen Wilds, and there's a lot of that kind of conversation. Like, you sure you should be here? You don't really want to be here? And then it's like, you have to be committed to going there. Gotcha. So I'm guessing, what, Frozen Wilds is mon. Montana or South Dakota? I don't know my United States map. Yeah, also everything here is like within five miles of, of each other, so <laughs> we're not really talking the whole U.S. Okay. As far as the size of this map, but I, I find that a little bit funny. So working, that, off of, uh, working off of the crew logic? Yeah, no kidding. But, um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, there's a few sneaking sections here. I hate stealth in this game. There is no stealth in this game. It is, it is, it is just like The Last of Us. You stealth kill two guys, the rest of them are saying, what the hell was that? And then they come after you. And that's when I say, yeah, for, you're all gonna die. <laughs> that's true for groups, but I really like pairing simple stealth with the overrides of the, of the enemies. Because only, even if you only get one or two Mechanical animals on your side, it it's it's a game changer. Still a great album. <laughs> so like, yeah, it doesn't work really at all for groups. I, I I agree with you there, but there is a payoff because it's not just a stealth kill; it's a stealth. Now you have an ally. So I mean, it, it, there are parts where it's really useful. I need to start using that then because I've only overrided that one beast that it told me to do it. Yeah, especially when you can get. Like sawbacks on your side that are aggressive, like it, it's so helpful. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, I still haven't ran into the invisible guys yet. I'm guessing that happens later. It can happen at any time. They're a bunch of assholes. Okay. You, so you, so here's the thing: you can't detect them while you're walking around. Your, um. What's it called? Focus. Uh, focus. Focus can't can't see them either. What you can see, however, is there's these flashing red lights on the ground, and you'd be like, "Huh, I wonder what that is." That's the mines it drops. Yeah, and also it's got a bit of a predator sheen when you can see, you can kind of see it on the screen. Gotcha. Well, um, so we go into this military base. We have our our boss fight, which is yeah. You get a couple of those simple puzzles. The 
I call them the clock puzzles. Yeah, the ones where you have to turn them a certain way. Yeah. Um, but uh, the big boss fight here is another one of those death bringers, is what they call them. And especially like a walking tank. Um, yeah, one of the things that I, I really like in this boss fight and a few other ones is the way that you're not half as safe as you think you are when you're hiding behind things. Yeah, they, they definitely wreck all the yeah. all the cover. I, I actually really like this in the very last fight of the game as well. But, I mean, there's there's at least three or four good fights here where, you know, it, your, co- your lack of cover is, is, is part of what keeps it interesting. Yeah. Other Otherwise, you would just kind of hang out by the corner, right? Duck behind it when the missiles are coming, then duck out and shoot. Like it, it wouldn't be the same game if there wasn't the destructible cover. Right. So doing damage to this thing means hitting its weak points. So with other enemies in this game, you can just shoot them and do damage, or knock off their armor and then do damage that way. With this one, you have to shoot it in specific parts. Luckily, those parts are pretty easy to hit. Um, and doing damage to them takes off a good amount of health from this thing. Yeah. I also really like that you can overheat them. So if you use like your fire arrows and you shoot them a number of times, they go into overheating mode where they expose a bunch of cores that you yeah. can do more damage to. Yeah. There's multiple enemies that do that. But um, let's see, what else? Uh, after beating that boss, we then get the, our next big cutscene with the the past holograms. This one we're talking more about uh, Zero Dawn and exactly. I think this is actually where we learn that they they can they eat biomass and self replicate. But um, yeah, this general makes that really. I found it to be hokey sounding. Lying. Apparently, he was lying about it. But I brought it up. I was like, "That just sounded dumb. <laughs> Why would you say it like that?" But uh, yeah, so she still don't know what Zero Dawn is. Um, we know that it's going to happen, and they have um, suggested basically arming the entire world. <laughs> And trying just to fight these things off. But how do you fight something off that self-replicates faster than you can kill them? Yep. It's tough. And And this is how we're all going to die of coronavirus. Yeah. And that's what we were leading up to. We started with coronavirus and we're ending it with coronavirus. (laughs) See uh, you all next week, maybe. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, uh, after that, uh, I talked to Lance Riddick again. Um, he knows the place that they were talking about, which is, can't remember the name of the place, but it is basically where the Eclipse are based. Or not, not where they're based, but the Shadow Karja are based, and Eclipse run freely there. So we got to go into a settlement or a city is it just full of bad guys or no uh no i would say it's more it's more like meridian and that there's a lot of npcs okay but there are 
Eclipse agents running around. And um, we're going to have to figure out, or at least what I heard in the cutscene was, she was talking to uh, Lance Riddick. And he said, I could possibly, I can't turn off all the focuses, but I can maybe bring their network down. So, that's where I'm headed to now. But I did go get three of the power cores. I know where another one is, but I can't find the freaking place. <laughs> I can't find it on the map. It's it's where where All Mother is, and I can't remember where it is on the map. Oh, that's the it's, yeah. Uh, in the first area, it'll be the most bo- uh, it's a bottommost settlement. Okay. In I, the very first small area. I thought I actually had there. trouble with this one because if you fast travel there. You can't really get in. They have the gate shut to you. So you need to actually walk quite a way, I think, to get to it and actually be able to enter it. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind. Because I do want to get that power core. I'm going to get that power armor. Yeah, I haven't used it much yet. I finally got it and then haven't been able to play much since. Okay. So, we do have one email. Let me bring it up. Comes from Chad. Says here, uh, I'm kind of glad I procrastinated with writing in last week because Jamie summed up my feelings on this game better than I could have. I like it, but I don't love it. Most people in my circle consider it an all-time classic. However, I find my attention constantly drifting off while playing. It has an interesting concept, but something really seems off with its logic. Uh, it seems like they wanted a game built around giant robot animals and just retrofitted the story and explanation later. The reason given in the lore uh, for why these robots exist only kind of makes sense to me. Am I alone in that point? Uh, most people like games for the gameplay. I'm in the minority that enjoys games as simply an, an interactive story medium. Uh, gameplay in Horizon Saving Grace and uh, the li- lives or dies on whether the player experiments with everything in Alloy's arsenal. On the lighter side, this is one of my favorite games to play on a solid 4K HDR set with a great set of surround sound headphones. I emphasize the headphones. The sound and music in this game is amazing. There is a lot that is drowned out through the a standard TV or simple surround sound setup. Anyway, we know you are all planning on hitting hearts of stone after this one, but have you given any more thought yet to when you want to play or what you want to play before Blood and Wine? Till next time, Chad. Thank you for that email, Chad. And the reason why I asked you to resend your email is because you set up a pretty dang good kind of, um, I guess, itinerary. Outline. Yeah. yeah. And that's Schedule. why I, I wanted you to resend it because I accidentally deleted it. Um, <laughs> as far as the story goes in Horizon, I haven't got to it yet. These two yahoos have already beaten the game. Um, I can't speak upon it. And you guys can say how you feel. Just try not to spoil it for me. Yeah, well, 
I apologize for earlier. I might have spoiled it for someone out there. I thought about that after. That would be really disappointing if I did. That being said, there is still major key points that I think are the bigger focus of it, but I, I kind of botched there. Um, I I can't... Here's the thing. I can't disagree with um, Chad at all, and or Jamie for that matter. I, I, I think the story is fantastic. Um... But the gameplay and the story don't blend together well. I think both are great on their own, but together there's just something that isn't isn't quite there. Like that plus I feel like the gameplay isn't as good as it should be. Um, you know, there's moments where I'm climbing up and for some reason she's not kind of going the right direction, even though I'm facing where I wanna jump and stuff. Um I uh you know, when you have to run across like the peg platforms, she's not grabbing on, or, or a rope, she's not, she's not kind of clinging to it, and it just shows you kind of how polished. Uh, and I realize some people might have an issue with it, but like the Assassin's Creed games are, where they've they've worked all that stuff out. I realize this is a team that was mainly known for first-person shooters before, but um, it is kind of rough that way. That being said, um, I, I do love the story, and I think it's great. I just kind of wish it was more focused. Uh, I, I don't know if an, a, as an open world as big as this does it the favors that they think it does. I felt like it needed to be, in, in comparison, and I know it was years later, but God of War is like the perfect amount of free roam for its story to still make sense. Uh, this is just a little bit too big. Uh, they should have probably just... Because like, there's portions where I'm just running across a desert. That, that, I, I get it, but like, if you're not already to scale, just don't make the desert as big, you know? like, th- There's a lot of this uh, focus on open-world portions of it, and it's like kind of the stuff we give crap to all open-world games for. Um, and, and this coming out the same... So, the other thing is, this came out the same year as um, Breath of the Wild and Nier Automata. If you're going to get a better story, like, if you want a better story, Nier Automata is the better story. Um, they focus more on it throughout. I think it's a uh, far more fascinating uh, look into just, you know, humanity and, and emotions and... Uh, more philosophical yet still being in the realm of hardcore science fiction um when you look at um breath of the wild it's it it realizes that the gameplay is more at the forefront it pulls back on the story a bit but it also doesn't confine you to kind of any sort of rule set it's just go out there and play um and i feel like at times this game really wants you to focus on the story and other times it's like go and do whatever you want and it's always got a little bit of a do whatever you want but then you're climbing up a mountain they're like yeah but not that way there should have been a better way to figure that out without just being like a box coming up on screen and going, uh, this is not where we are telling you you should go, or this is not where you're supposed to go. It's 
it, it feels like a team's sort of first attempt into this area. So I can't hate it too much. I, I, I love the portions of it, like the combat, how experimental it is. I think that's really fascinating. Like, I love this game. I see potential. It's where you... Like, again, I, I know that Killzone isn't, like, everybody's favorite game ever, but, like, this is so far from that that I I want to see this team do more of it, and I feel like the writing is really strong. They're just working out the kinks in this game. So, you know, how long has been... How long has um, Nintendo been making Zelda games, you know? Uh, near the issue was never the story, it was the gameplay, and they worked that out by just having Platinum make the game portion of it. So, like, I feel like this is the... It, it's kind of hard to compare this to anything else. I, will, I, I can compare it to something. Okay. Infamous. <laughs> like the first one? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That is That is pretty accurate. It's a good yeah. game. Good but core, it's but kind of rough. Rough around the edges. I think good yeah. story. The infamous, yeah, especially the infamous one. The story yeah. is way better than anything else they've done. Yeah, I mean they actually had like choices that mattered, you know. And the way, and the way, this oh man, the the way that those choices, no matter what you choose, they you force lose. you down the path. Yeah, but they they do such a good job. Such a good job of hiding that fact. Oh, it's so freaking good. Oh, man. I, I, because <laughs> because there are no choices. I'm missing that... one trophy from that game. One. I, <laughs> I platinum that game. And... I, it was, I bought the wrong power-up, and I wish I hadn't, so I fucked up my playthrough. But um, there's, the, like, all right, spoilers for Infamous 1, which came out years ago. There's a part in that game where... Cole has to choose between. Hold him. on, the doctors. Yes. <laughs> Cole has to choose between saving his girlfriend or saving a bunch of doctors who could save people from this sickness that's going around the the city. The good thing, the good choice, is to go save the doctors because it's it helps out a lot of people. The bad choice is saving your girlfriend. If you Selfish go, choice. So if you go save the doctors, your girlfriend dies. If you go save your girlfriend, come to find out that wasn't your girlfriend hanging off of a building. Your girlfriend was actually with the doctors. Because she is a doctor, we should clarify that. <laughs> so... It'd just be weird if you, the bad guy was just totally being a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, uh, either way, Cole loses, and it's it, it's it's one of the things that that choice is not a let's be a good guy or a bad guy choice. That is a choice between do I save somebody I love or do I save people who could save other people in this town. And no other game in that series has done, did that properly, particularly infamous second son, which the first, the first choice was either escape and, uh, run away. And at the same time, let this old lady who has nothing to do with you get tortured 
or turn yourself in so the lady doesn't get tortured. There, that's not a that's not a choice. That's either don't be an asshole or be an asshole. Yeah, it's too black or white. Exactly. Well, the, I have some bad news about this game. <laughs> the choices you make further on are just what level of do you want to be compassionate? Do you want to be like? A little bit more like no emotion whatsoever and try to think it through it logically or do you just want to be a dick i'm gonna be honest with you i started hitting that dick option pretty quick like fuck everybody fucking fuck them all so i i just you know when it comes to choices like the witcher 3 has choices because it has stories to tell based on your choices Infamous had choices that I wouldn't say would necessarily to say have a story to tell. It was molding your character to be yep. the what they're supposed to be, and that was the whole reasoning behind Infamous. If you if spoilers, if you when you find out at the end of the game, the main bad guy who's causing all this mess is Cole from the future. And he's doing this to mold him to become powerful enough, either via a hero or through anger, so he can stop this big calamity that's coming in the second game. That's brilliant to me. I thought it was a fantastic ending. But I even think the I think the second game does some good options like that too, especially the final one. Yeah. So Infamous Two was pretty good. It just—I feel like it, it got too weird. Well, it just didn't do enough. Oh, I was gonna say it got too weird with the mutation things and zombies and everything. That was like, all right, well, yeah, now they, we've gone a little off the rails. Yeah, they did throw a good amount of stuff in there that I thought wasn't necessary. But I don't know. The as far as this game goes, it's okay. I, I, I it's, so far I'm just I. To be honest with you, I could have went without it being an open world game. Me I feel, too. I feel like it's just or, unnecessary. Uh, I padding. think they need to, like my reason why I brought up Near is because like Near Automata, it's 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 open world in the sense that uh, like a traditional Zelda game is open world. There are these like small little areas that you explore. Yeah. But then when you have to funnel someone down, like the dungeons are kind of like straightforward. Like the, uh, what the parts where they're going to put a lot of story those move in a straight line and like i feel like this game has too much of a gap between those like if you made the actual open world just slightly smaller this game would benefit yeah matt how you feel yeah i'm a, I'm a little torn because i i, I... I have played this game twice. I, I do really, really, really like this game. Um, but I, for me, it's, I, I, I really enjoy the story. I really enjoy the combat, and I really enjoy the open world. I would definitely not want this game to be any less open world. It's, it's This, in, in my mind, is still really the only open world game I've ever loved. Um, and, and, you know, for all the reasons I said previously... But there, there's some story things that I want to mention, but I really want to save for next week. Yeah. 
Um, but beyond that, you know, if I if I have a criticism, it's a lot like like what you mentioned, Anthony. I think this game has really strong pillars, in my opinion. They don't necessarily mesh well. It doesn't. I, I think the story is fantastic. I don't think it is told in the best way. It it's very exposition heavy in general, but also it you know you get it only in these massive slabs of story, which. I don't think has to be the wrong way to do it because, you know, they set it up early on that you know generally where it's going. And I, and I I think that's an interesting move in and of itself to not make the story a mystery because in the, in the same way that every M. Night Shyamalan movie to me is pre- – like whether I like that movie or not – almost comes down to a binary decision. Did you see that twist coming before it happened? And if you did, the movie's kind of boring and predictable. If you didn't, it can be amazing. For me, the the village is the one that kind of straddles that border the best. Where I'm so engrossed in all the other shit that's happening that I didn't really, like, catch the twist until it hit me. And I'm like, oh, wow, this... You know, I, I, I went from... I, I, you know, it surprised me. It wasn't... As original as the Sixth Sense was, but you know it—it it became his pattern. Where so many of those movies, not all of them, but so many of them are are predicated on that twist. I think it's kind of a bold move not to do that with this game because you, you clearly have—you clearly could have structured this same story in that way, right? Where you don't like it, it's just set in. Um, you know, in in this future, you don't necessarily need to know it's Earth. But you do, and you know that early on, and and I, you know, I, I just like the way the general story unfolds. But they could have certainly done it without the massive slabs of exposition, and also it, it does kind of ping pong a bit between your open world sections and your linear story sections. Uh, I I don't really have a problem with that. It just doesn't necessarily feel or, as organic as it could. So, I don't know. Overall, I mean, I love this game. It, it's borderline one of my favorite games in this generation. I just, uh, it, had, had they smoothed a few things out in this game, it, it, it would have definitely risen even higher. Well, there you go. That sounds... Hey, like I said, I don't want to sound like I hate this game. I don't hate it. I just feel like it's... It was open world, so I feel like it, it wasn't needed. And then... Um, uh, you know, especially because now they're just kind of go here, go here, do this, do this, do this. You know, uh, sure, there's a lot of stuff in between there that you could do, but it's not necessary to do. But I mean, the combat for me is, is really what seals it above everything else. I love that the different weapons. I love the way you can approach these fights differently. Uh, I love. I love that you like. You can rip off pieces of the enemy which maybe where some games stop but in this game and it matters is why I love the combat so much you can rip weapons right off of the enemies and use them against them well you can I wish I had done that but I was gonna say like even you you knock the weapons off even if you don't use them they now can't attack with that weapon that's yep yeah that's so smart that's the biggest thing for me and that was one of the things that was really big whenever that last boss fight you know, disrupting a lot of those weapons so they couldn't shoot the rockets at me or they couldn't use a machine gun against me anymore. 
So. Yeah, and that's a, that's a few levels down that path, right? Because they could have, yeah, you can target certain areas. That's cool. Like maybe you disable them. They don't walk as fast because you knocked off a leg. But, you know, here, yeah, they're not shooting you with missile launchers once you've disabled them. Or even better, you use them against it. Yeah. You use it against the enemy. But then on top of that, it's not just the weapons. Like there are enemies that can detect you when you're hiding in the grass, which if, if you're not playing any stealth, maybe that doesn't matter. But I, I did stealth a lot of these robots because I did the cauldrons early and could override them. The fact that the fact that some of them can override my stealth is kind of cool. But, but then the fact that that's not just an ability, that's an ability tied to a sensor on that animal, which you can shoot off and then it can't detect you in the grass anymore. I think I just I like the back and forth between like I like the way those combat systems work together. To, to really change the way these battles can play out. You know, coupled with the destructibility of the environments, I just... It, it's not quite as novel this time around, but uh, it, it absolutely floored me the first time I played this game, and, and I still really enjoy it. Yeah. I'd say that the, that the, the thought that went into fighting these giant robots um, was really what made that game. And... Um, and fighting humans is like the 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 most tedious, boring thing to do in this game. Yeah. Well, see, I like that because I just snipe them in the head and feel satisfied every single time. I just I just walk into Wake the middle of a. Down. I walk into the middle of an arena and slam my spear into the ground. Say, so "Come and get me." Uh, and see, I, 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 I just love like sitting on the outside of like the the. Um, bandit camp and i'm just squatting there and i'm like watching all the guys and i'm like well he's alone stand up shoot him in the head he drops and i drop back down into the grass <laughs> oh nothing more satisfying it's kind of like when the far cry when you get the silent sniper rifle that game changes just into a well now i'm just gonna shoot the guys <laughs> but they don't know i'm here yeah but yeah that's it for us um We'll be back next week. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. I made some progress, finally. Felt good to finally get some story progress in. Um, can't remember how many hours I'm in now, but... Um, I know I'm level 23 or 4 right now. So. Yeah, they do ramp up the uh, the XP on all these last missions. Yes, yeah, And I think they, they come kind of quickly. Yeah. Story. So I, I mean, Go ahead. You have a few missions left, but they all, because they're a bit more linear at this point, they, they kind of, they all lead one into the other, and it does come fairly quick. Yeah, story missions give you a ton of XP. So seems like I'm leveling up after every story mission at least. So, But yeah, uh, well, that's it. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Anthony. And we're gone. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back next week with the continuation and maybe conclusion to the main story of Horizon Zero Dawn. 